Three recent events are bringing concerns about organizational conflict of interest among federal contractors back into the spotlight. Organizational conflict of interest is not a new problem in federal contracting by any means, but OCI is getting more attention in an effort to reduce or stop any potential problems. In his weekly reporter's notebook, executive editor Jason Miller pulls the thread on these events to tell us why OCI issues are garnering more attention. And Jason joins me now with what is going on. And Jason, let's begin with OCI, organizational conflict of interest. Just review for us what it is in the first place. The idea behind OCI and the rules and regulations around it is really all about fair competition in government contracting. Now, again, Tom, we've all heard of it, but I'm going to jump into the FAR for a second. And if you're keeping score at home, Tom, FAR 2.101 defines OCI as because of other activities or relationships with other persons, a person is unable or potentially unable to render impartial assistance or advice to the government or the person's objectivity in performing the contract is or might be otherwise impaired or a person has an unfair advantage. Now it goes deeper into FAR 9.5 as well. And this actually prescribes responsibilities, general rules, procedures for identifying, evaluating, and resolving OCI. Basically, it's you can't do two things that would conflict. Like, for instance, Tom, we've seen this uh, complaint many times. Company X planned the procurement, and then Company X also bid on the procurement. That would be a no-no. Right. You can't, as a service, help a agency develop requirements for some project and then bid on that project. Exactly. And the whole idea is because they have an unfair advantage compared to everybody else who's bidding because they helped plan the project. And a lot of times, Tom, a lot of these companies put up these quote unquote firewalls, but there's been a lot of complaints by people over the years that really how good are those firewalls? And and I know everyone can have a different opinion, but I think the fact is that we don't talk about OCI very much. And these three events are really forcing, I think, the community to start talking about it more. Yeah. So tell us why OCI is getting more attention. What's been going on? The first one dates back to earlier in, in August when the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee passed the Preventing Organizational Conflicts of Interest in Federal Acquisition Act. That's a mouthful. Uh, it is a bill that basically says, and it ties back to something that happened with the FDA and McKinsey and company. And the fact is there's a lot of concern on Capitol Hill that McKinsey was both working with opioid and other drug companies and working with FDA on approvals. And they believe, the members of Congress, that there was a, a conflict that happened and, and the McKinsey company didn't tell FDA that they're working with the drug company. So this that's where that bill came from. But that bill does even more than just worry about one specific company. It really looks at, okay, hey, these rules have not changed in, in decades, and it's time to update these rules. It would require, for instance, agencies to identify potential conflicts of interest for specific contracts early in the process, and it would require contractors to disclose their other business relationships with entities that may create or do, does create a conflict that they are hired to do so, and then also disclose close those business, uh, potential business for ongoing services that they provide to agencies. And finally, Tom, it would require agencies to access and update their procedures for determining where contractors could have a conflict of interest. The House does have a companion bill. The Oversight and Reform Committee passed that bill out of committee back in July. So these two things are happening that the Senate passed their bill. The House has a very similar bill. So this bill is on its way to becoming law. No guarantees, but it's on its way. And by the way, does the bills have bipartisan support? This is not just, say, an Elizabeth Warren type of gambit, but maybe across the aisle 
both sides feel this needs updating? Absolutely. In the Senate side alone, uh, for instance, uh, Joni Ernst and Senator Grassley also uh, support this bill. And Senator Grassley, of course, has been a very outspoken critic of uh, problems within federal procurement. The House side, it's being driven a lot by Carol Maloney, but I'm sure that, that there are others who can get behind this as well, Tom. All right. And what about agencies? Have they been upping their stances or trying to set up guards to make sure that they don't get into an OCI situation? The Defense Health Agency stands out because they actually issued a notice, uh, again, in early August, of saying, hey, these seven companies are conflicted out of bidding on one of their big IT contracts. Uh, something called the Military Health System Enterprise Information Technology Geographic Service Provider. Now, Tom, there's a lot more to that contract, but let me just put it this way. It's going to help DHA update a lot of their, their systems and their networks and their technology. And what DHA did is they get got in front of any bids that are coming in to say, hey, don't have these people on your team. Now, I put this out on Twitter to say, hey, this was really interesting. And a bunch of procurement attorneys who kind of responded back to me said, yes, it is. And it's not something we see very often, if at all. So obviously give DHA credit for being proactive to, again, get in front of, hey, we're already telling you who cannot bid on your teams. DHA called out companies like Perspectica and Capgemini and Guidehouse and Tenacity Solutions as ones that hold a different contract that would disqualify them from this other contract. That group of, of contractors, and there's seven in all, actually won a $2 billion contract from the military health system as the enterprise IT services integrator. That was a blanket purchase agreement where they would be providing services like program manager support services and helping the government side manage these follow-on contracts for these geographic service providers. So it makes logical sense that they would be conflicted out, but the fact is DHA called it out. And I think that was what really impressed a lot of people. All right, so we have the DHS calling out this particular event. We have the McKinsey case, which led to a bill in both the House and the Senate. You mentioned there was three events. Tell us what the third one was. The third one came just out of nowhere, and this was a bid protest that was uh, sustained by the Government Accountability Office. And a company called Guidehouse uh, protested an award from the Secret Service and the Homeland Security Department to Deloitte. Now, this was a $20 million task order under the OASIS vehicle that the General Services Administration runs. And it was focused on what they call CFO support services, conducting budget and financial management operations. Now, Guidehouse alleged that the Secret Service made several mistakes and GAO upheld two of the complaints, the biggest one focused on OCI. Now, again, Tom, this is just one other case of many, right? There's, there's protests that are decided every single day. But what, what stands out to me is GAO sustained this protest because they said, listen, we don't believe that the Secret Service did a good job of addressing any potential OCI issues. In fact, they said the record reflects a fundamental misunderstanding on the part of the contracting officer regarding the legal standards related to impaired objectivity OCIs. And the concern here was that Deloitte has also won a contract from the Secret Service. It's called TOPS slash FRED. It is for Again, CFO services, but, a dip, but but one that would put them in potentially direct conflict with the new contract that Guidehouse was protesting. Each of these by themselves is maybe, okay, it's a one-off, it's a piece of legislation that may never get to the finish line. But when you look at the, all of them together, it's really you start to see a trend here. And I think that's why vendors and agencies should start paying more attention to these potential and real OCI issues. Sounds like there's almost a need to train a new generation of contract officers in the existence of this. And I think the other insight here into the event you mentioned is that even within a task order type of government-wide acquisition contract, this potential for conflict exists. Exactly. And when Guidehouse brought this up and, and talked to the contracting officer, in this case, over at the Secret Service, they understood the, the, the concerns that they raised, but they did not do enough to 
ensure that these conflicts of interest were, were mitigated or that the risks were lower. And I think that's where GAO is basically coming out to say, we're glad that you did some work. You just didn't do enough work to really ensure that this would happen. And, and I think it just shows you how serious OCI is taken in the, in the government. And I think, again, they have to look at the bill from Capitol Hill. You have to look at the bid protests. Sure. And the fact that an agency like the Defense Health Agency became so proactive to say, hey, here's seven companies that are not allowed to bid. Right. And that implies that companies have to know when they're doing this themselves and keep themselves out of OCI situations. And a lot of times they think they do by putting up this firewall. But I think a lot of times people say, well, that's a really nice thing to do. But really, how do you stop two people who are getting lunch together from talking about a procurement? How do you stop, hey, I passed by a printer and, and you left something on the printer and I picked it up and read it? Like There are concerns and challenges that maybe the government doesn't pay enough attention to. And I think that's where a lot of the folks come out to say, hey, the government needs to be more proactive. They need to do more to stop this OCI. Well, they'll start paying attention to it now. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. And be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.